And it is Thursday already. Time to look at the weekend. Tomorrow is Motocross Eve. We will be live at Fox Raceway at Pala all day on Saturday. Hell, we're going to be out there all day tomorrow, too. Myself, Moto Man. Um, actually, we're not going to be out there all day live tomorrow. There's there's some stuff going on, some press conference stuff that we will be a part of, and then we'll be out there Friday taking some pictures, not really doing any broadcasting or anything, but on Saturday, we will be broadcasting all damn day long, and it will be fun, fun, fun. So if you are in the area, look for the Big 49. We're typically right behind the starting line at Fox Raceway. It's where they store us. You'll see the Big 49 tent come by, say what's up, and party down with the 4-9 and the motocross season debut uh shout out to i want to do something on the show today i want to shout out uh, brett strallo he is a dude that runs a warrior mx he's a racer he'll be racing out there and i saw a post he had and he was just honoring uh, a fallen american hero that is going to be uh, on his helmet and he's going to have uh the father of this fallen warrior out there in his pits, and he's going to have uh, some of his teammates out there in the pits, and it is cool. I absolutely love that. So shout out to those guys. It's in a Moto Minute today, but I wanted to uh, throw that out there again. The fallen warrior's name, uh, Jason Finnan. So shout out to uh, Brett Trello for doing that. Hopefully we'll go by and get to say hi to him while we're out there this weekend as well. There is a lot to talk about on the docket today. I do not have a brand-new Moto interview I do have yesterday's interview with young Levi Kitchen of the Star Racing Yamaha. That will be in the middle of the show today. And I have, it's not a fistful of Florida today. It's a, it's an abundant ass full of Florida. If Florida was a butt plug today, I got it shoved up in you so tight, it's never coming out. I have so much Florida. It's just Florida, Florida, Florida. Everything's coming out of Florida. I did find some humor, and, and don't think I am a member of the mainstream media that is going to poo-poo on anything conservative like they do. But I saw the announcement by Ron DeSantis yesterday about his announcement to run for president in 2024, and I'm all for it. I thought he was the best candidate for a very, very long time in the Republican Party to run. I, I've been big on that. Even though he goes out and talks about how crazy the world is, and he's a thousand percent accurate, and then he starts going, we need to do what we did in Florida. Then I'm like, whoa, 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 Ron, whoa, back it up. The capital of crazy is Florida. That's what I mean. We love that about you. And I love the stuff he's done in Florida. He was the only state in the union to stand up and say, suck it to all the COVID vaccination crap and masking mandates and all that. And he did it. And he had better results than the states that completely locked down, like, oh, California. And they have a similar population. So he's done amazing things. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When you're making fun of crazy, don't say, yeah, do like I did in Florida because Florida's the king of crazy. I got nine examples on the show today. Just a little, little tip. I'm trying to help you out, Ron. Trying to be friends. You're awesome. You've done great stuff in Florida. But you guys are crazy. It's a king of crazy. If America had a crown for crazy, it would sit right on top of Florida. This is where it would sit. So just, 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 tone the crazy down. You can make fun of all the bad things that the Democrats do. And they are crazy. Just a different kind of crazy. They're not funny crazy like Florida is. Florida's like that crazy uncle you have that you love the holidays because he comes over and acts a fool and it's very entertaining. That's Florida. Democrat crazy is a whole nother like toxic kind of crazy. So there, there we go. We got that. Got that cleared up for you. 
uh, on the show besides Florida today. I don't know how much else. I, I, I have a really good story about the Peacock and the NFL and people losing their minds. And Peacock's solid. We love Peacock. Uh, Going to have the motocross on the Peacock this year but for the first time. Supercross has been on Peacock for a couple of years. So we will get into all of these fun little stories and then start the avalanche of Florida craziness. Because it's going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days, Ron. Just get ready. People are going to throw this at you. Hey, did you know you got the craziest state in the union? Well, yes, I do. And you just got to embrace it wholeheartedly. Yeah, like I said, you love that crazy uncle that comes over in the holidays. Right, here we go. Let's get into it and then come back and start the crazy. That's what we do on the stretch show here on a big four nine. Big four nine. It is a stretch show here on a Thursday. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being here. Please join us this weekend. You got a lot of opportunity this Memorial Day weekend to come out and hang with the big forty nine. Saturday, Fox Raceway at Pala. Then Sunday, out in Redlands for the Firefighter Car Show. We will be uh, sitting out there. Both places look for the giant Big 49 pop-up tent and come by and say hello to us. Sounds like a rocking good time. Right now, let's get into the king of crazy Florida. This story involves a poor 78-year-old man who is rotting in jail in Florida. The problem is he's filthy effing rich, and he's also a child pornographer scumbag that deserves to probably die in jail, if not just die at the hands of the law. So, he's got dual citizenship in the United States and in France. And in France, by the way, he owns a castle. He has a castle that he lives in. It's huge. It's beautiful. I'm looking at pictures of it. And he had got brought up on child pornography charges. He's 78 years old. His name is John Manchik. And he immediately fled to... France, like most people do when they're fleeing the law in America. Roman Polanski, I'm looking at you. And he gets there, and the United States is like sitting him back. France says no, they know they won't get him, so he's sitting pretty. But then the dumbass is a rich guy, I said, and he flies down to the Dominican Republic. Well, they arrest him because the United States has got like a bolo out for this dude, be on the lookout, and they hand him back over to us, and now he's sitting in Florida in a jail. So he was arrested in 2014 on 49 child pornography charges. He fled the country after posting his for half a million dollar bail. We get him back, he's in jail, and now he has concocted an escape plan. And someone who was looped into this plan finally ratted him out before it went down. But he's got a medical condition and he has to go to the doctor frequently and he's an old dude. So his plan was that and I love that they've got cell records and text messages and emails and all kinds of crap where he's been looping people in. He had two of his former jailhouse buddies, like old cellmates or whatever, that I'm sure he paid. And then when they got on the outside, they started coordinating this. And the deal was that they were going to take him to a doctor's appointment. And the people that worked for him were going to come in and uh, mace tear gas the guards that were guarding him. Because when you go to a medical appointment or anywhere outside of the prison, you are heavily guarded. They were gonna mace the guards and then they were gonna take them on his private plane and they were gonna fly them to his private yacht and then they were gonna drive his private yacht to France and then go back to his castle and all live happily ever after fleeing the law and the 49 child pornography charges that were against him. And luckily someone wised up and said, we're gonna get caught. 
And now he is still in a Florida jail because of the rat. And he has got even more charges against him. He not only has the 49 child pornography charges, but he also has charges from when he fled the first time. And now he has the new charges of planning an escape. And some of his former cellmates are now back in jail because they have been busted as well. I love it. So he's still sitting in jail. Originally arrested. This originally started in 2014 and no justice has been done yet. This guy is a scumbag. It's taking this long. Let's get this guy to justice before he dies and let him die in prison like a good child pornographer should. Yeah, scumbag. It's disgusting. This guy is this kind of money and that's how he uses his wealth for bad and evil and horribleness rather than helping kids just destroying the lives of children. So F this guy. And I'm glad he got caught and I'm glad someone wised up and he's going to continue to rot in a Florida jail. Uh, it is the official What the Florida Show today. I got an ass full of Florida, a butt plug full of Florida, if you will. And that will continue next. How about we show up with a DUI on steroids, which makes it a Florida DUI. It's got a fun little story. And how easy it is to be a cop in Florida. You could hire really dumb people to be detectives in Florida, and things just have a way of working themselves out. I'll explain that all coming up next. The Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Life of the Privateer is not easy. Saw a post yesterday from Logan Carnow. You know him. He rides a Kawasaki, and he is a privateer that got OnlyFans on as a sponsor this year in Supercross. Well, he says the season ended in flames about an hour and a half from home after the final round of the Supercross. Their wrench dude's Buick caught on fire, and a whole bunch of their crap was inside. They said all kinds of parts and stuff. The car went up so quick they couldn't even get it out, and it literally burned to the ground. So hopefully Logan Carnow gets some more sponsors and gets all of his gear back that he lost in the fire. Glad that no one was injured. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Thursday. <sighs> you feel it? You feel summer coming? I know we're in summer here because it's so gloomy and gray and dreary on the west side. I haven't seen the sun in days, and I am excited about it. I love it's my favorite time of the year. The May gray and the June gloom. Oh, I love it. I love it. Literally at work on the overnights, the last couple of nights, it has drizzled all night. I'm really close to the ocean, and it just drizzled on us for the last two nights, and I have loved it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Right now, let's get into another Florida story. Uh, you're probably sweating your balls off in other parts of the country. In other parts of the country, probably freezing your balls off. Shout out to our foreign friends. You got crazy weather going on wherever you're at, too. It's all good. Let's talk about a man in Florida named Kevin Gardner. He's 39 years old. He's up on DUI charges and indecent exposure charges and burglary charges and breaking and entry charges. Ah, here's how it happens. So a man from Deltona, Florida named Kevin Gardner was arrested early Sunday morning after the 5-0 got a phone call of a bad accident. And when they rolled up, they found a pickup truck that had not crashed into, but clear through a utility pole. So utility poles down, you got power lines down, you got a truck smashed all to hell, and there's no person, no one ejected from the vehicle. There's just no one around. 
guy's gone. Pickup truck crashed through the pole, mayhem everywhere, and no driver to be found anywhere. And about an hour later in the same area, they get a phone call. There's a naked man banging on my door right now, and he's all bloody. Being the great Florida detective you are, you say, well, that's our driver of the truck. That's what that is. I got $35, says he's drunk, and they're like, I ain't taking that bet. That's just throwing away $35. I'm not taking that bet. We know he's drunk. It's Florida. Or he's high on meth. Or maybe both. So that's what happens. They roll up to the home there on Fort Smith Boulevard around 2.14, and the naked man is apprehended. He just run around butt naked, and he's bleeding pretty bad, too. And you know what's weird? Even though he didn't have ID on him because he was naked, he did identify himself. And he said, yeah, my name is uh, Kevin Gardner. And they said, you know something, Mr. Gardner? It's funny. We just found a truck that was owned by a Kevin Gardner that smashed through a telephone pole a couple blocks away. And no one was around. Is that your truck? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's my truck. My truck got stolen. You found my truck? They're like, yeah, we're not buying that. Uh, he then told them he he was having seizures and blackouts. And he doesn't remember what happened. And they're like, really? Let's do some, you know, some drug and alcohol testing on you. They found out he was drunk. That's right. He was drunk, according to the test results. Yeah, he's the owner of the truck that was found a couple blocks away that was shockingly stolen. And here he is naked in the same neighborhood banging on the door at 2 o'clock in the morning. He was booked on three counts of DUI with property damage and is being held on $14,000 bail. He did resist arrest with the officers, but they say without violence. You know what that means? That means when the cops said, put your hands behind your back, and then they went to put the handcuffs on, you turned around and dapped your wang on his hands. And and I'm telling you right now, I've said through and through, I arrest people all the time. I'm never, ever, ever going to arrest a naked man. I'm just going to be like, you're free to go. You know what, naked man? Get on out. Get on out. I'm going to follow you, naked man. If you stop, I'm going to hit you with my nightstick. But I need you to get out because I'm not arresting a naked man. I got no need to wrestle a naked man. Unless he's hurting another person, I am be mad. And then he's going to be attacked with extreme prejudice because I'm having to fight a naked man, which has just made my day really bad. So he's going to get beat up. But typically... I'm not arresting a naked man. It doesn't say what resisting an officer without violence is, but I can tell you right now, if I'm naked and a cop's trying to put handcuffs on me, I'm just going, uh, 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 you want to touch that? Uh, uh, and just flip my wang at him. That's what you do. It's a little secret. You ever want to not get arrested and, like, there's a security guard around? Just take your clothes off. Pull your dong out. You get away scot-free. Right then, right there. They'll let you go. Up next, I'll tell you about a guy that didn't get away scot-free. He got busted for being a shoplifter, and I effing love it. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. One of our favorite privateers on the circuit has to be Kevin Morans, because the guy is full of hustle, and he has been hustling on the Instagram all week. First, he showed a clip of him picking up a brand new Honda, and the post just said the future is coming, and he will make an announcement very soon. Then yesterday, he did a post that looked like he's saying good by to KTM and he's gonna switch to another manufacturer and he's been a longtime Orange Brigade dude 
But I don't know what he's going to do. I'll tell you this. The guy is the James Brown of motocross, one of the hardest workers out there, and we like Kevin Moran's no matter what he's riding. So shout out to him and whatever the future brings. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Thursday. We're going to take a break from Florida right now to bring you craziness right here in California. And I'm going to tell you, I cannot recommend enough after giving you the story I'm going to give you right now that all of us should shop at the Dollar General store. I'm telling you. I'm going to see how they handle this story, and I know it's California, so they're not going to handle it well. But let's get into this. Imagine you are an employee. You're the general manager of the Dollar General store. That is a title that you hold near and dear to your heart and you take very seriously. And you know what happens in California and dumbass states? They just allow shop. There's just... Just let them steal. Let them steal. Then you get all these stores going out of business. Well, here's what I don't like about this story. Happened up in Fresno, California, and it came to light after a dude looked at his ring doorbell and saw craziness on his ring doorbell, and then he turned it over to uh, one of those UK newspapers that I love so much, the Daily Mail, and it's... This lady's going to end up in trouble. If she doesn't end up in jail or sued or both and probably fired, I'll be surprised. But I would tell you, this woman is a freaking hero. So, May 11th, middle of the morning, 11.20 in the morning. Guy's looking at it, gets home, and he gets an alert on his ring doorbell, and he looks out there, and he sees there is a man, and he is riding on a bicycle. It's got a basket in it, and the basket is filled with stuff. And a lady's driving alongside him down the sidewalk, and you can tell she's yelling out the window, and the guy's like, F you, F you, F you. And then finally, she sees her shot, and she takes it, and she just rips into a driveway, which happens to be this homeowner's driveway, and runs the dude over. And all of the crap in the basket flies out, and she gets out of the car, and you're like, whoa, this is like some crazy road rage. This lady's a nut job. No, he is a thief. He is a thieving piece of crap that deserves to be ran over, in my opinion. And she was the manager of the Dollar uh, Dollar General store in Fresno, which is happens to be just a very short few yards away from this home. Say she hit him so hard that it bent the front wheel of his bicycle and everything in the basket flew everywhere, which were bags of chips, sodas, all kinds of crap. The guy just went shopping. And this is what these idiots do. And because we've legalized it in California, you go into the store, you get the cart, you fill up everything you want in your little hand cart. Then you just walk out the door and they're like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You got to pay for that. And they're like, yeah, F you. Typically they curse at you. Or if you try to grab them, they punch you or get physically violent with you. And this dude just goes out the store and gets on his bike. So she's like, F this, not this time. And she chases him down. Then she runs his ass over. And I love that the comments are everywhere. And, and there's audio on this, too, because the ring doorbell has audio. The guy stands up and calls her a effing bitch. And then this is the best line of ever. This lady gets us a big dude that's riding this bicycle. And he calls her an effing B after she runs him over. And then she gets out and says, who do you think you're stealing from? Uh, from my store, you bitch. That's what she says to him. And he says, you don't live the life I live, bitch, is what he said to her. And they continue to go back and forth. And she said, and then he says to her, you're going to jail, bitch. I'm sure of it. I'm pressing charges on you. I need the money anyways. And 
This guy turns it in. He knew damn well what it was. I'm telling you, if I had that video, I would look at that video and then I would destroy it. And when the police came to my house and said, hey, do you have video of this? I'd be like, I, I, I didn't get an alert. I don't think I did. And I'd say, let me look. And then I would say, uh, no, but there's nothing there. I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give that video up. They would have to come to my house and like, you know, get a warrant and attach. And, and I am pro-law enforcement, but I am more pro uh, standing up to crime in this BS state of what we have created and seeing people not be allowed to just steal everywhere and run away. The guy wasn't hurt. The guy got up. He was fine. He's not injured. And his bike's a little damaged, which he probably stole, let's be honest. And I love what the lady did. As she They were arguing and going back and forth after she ran him over. She got out and was snatching up all of the merchandise she could and throwing it in her car. He was to continuing to try to steal, though, and continued to grab what he could. So she's grabbing some items. He's grabbing other. He had about 25, 30 items that he stole from the Dollar General store. And she got it up. Now, the reporters, they called the Dollar General store, and they're like, we have no comment. And trust me, this lady's in freaking trouble. And people are saying that's assault with a deadly weapon. And of course, this is California and people are coming down on the side of this guy and thinking this lady is this big corporate bully that, you know, tried to murder this guy. No, she just stopped him. She didn't. She could have. If she would have tried to run him over, she would have broadsided him. She literally tried to pull in front of him and block him. But he refused to yield, refused to yield, refused to yield as she was yelling. And she literally hit his front tire and it put him to the ground. It's not as bad as the even the article makes it up to be. They sensationalize it. But people are going to go for this lady, and she's going to get in trouble and probably lose her job. And I say this lady is a hero. If she loses her job, I, if I could do anything to hire her at the Big 49, I would. She's up in Fresno. I don't. It doesn't say her name. It doesn't say anything. And they keep reaching out. But she did everything right, in my opinion. And she is a freaking hero. I am going to buy all of my stuff at the Dollar... Next time I see a Dollar General store, I'm going in there to buy it. Unless, of course, they fire her. If they fire her, I'm never going there again. Oh, boycott the hell out of them. Because I think this lady was a great employee. And she did it. What it is, they don't want the lawsuit. Because typically when the employee goes after the bad guys like this, they get the hell beat out of them. Or they get shot or stabbed or killed. And they don't want that liability. So they tell you, just let them go. Just let them go. The merchandise isn't worth your life. But at some point when you see 79 scumbags walk out your store a day just stealing what they want because the state doesn't prosecute and the police will not come because it was under $900 and they didn't use a weapon, it's a load of shit and it builds on you. So shout out to this lady. You are an American hero. That's what you are. I am Stretch. I am the mouthpiece of the regular man. I am a truth sayer. I am the big 49. That's what I am. Shout out to all these people. Let's get back to making fun of Florida next. It's the 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Pro Motocross season kicks off on Saturday at Fox Raceway at Pala. And the best part of the entire season to me is the fact that it's going to be on the Peacock this year. You could watch the whole thing on Peacock, which means it's not going to have interruptions. The coverage is going to be great. And we are stoked for that. If you want to watch it, 10 a.m. is when the race day live coverage begins. And then at 1 p.m., we got our first gate drop for Heat 1 of the 250s, even though this year they do have a halftime schedule. 
They got a 35-minute break in the middle of the day where, like, we're going to go take a siesta or something or drink a beer. I don't know what's going on with that, but that is the schedule for this Saturday at Fox Raceway, and the Big 49 will be in the house, and we'll see you there. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it's a Stretch Show here on a big old Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. That means Last Chance Radio, Moto Man, and Bookie Kyle, who, by the way, there's there's a few growing. I happen to know that our friends at Straub have made the recent shipment of deliveries, and I can tell you there are security cameras everywhere, and if you log in, you can look at your security. It's like a ring doorbell. You know, you get it on your phone. Same kind of stuff at the radio studios. And I, I think Moto Man is changing the locks on the freaking storage room. I saw the stuff getting loaded in, and then I saw something going on with the doors. And I have to have a conversation with the Moto Man to find out what is happening. Because here's what happens. I'm typically not at the radio station. I stay out at Big 49 West, which is inside my home in West Los Angeles. And I don't always go to the studios out in the East Valley, which is pretty far away, especially at traffic times. I just do it from home. Well, Moto Man is there all the time. He lives on the freaking couch because he's Moto Man. Well, he gets the stuff and he takes care of the place and runs the compound and does a lot of shady crap up there that I choose to not know about. And then I see he's changing the locks on the freaking, we have a storage like locker and I, he's doing something. And if I get there, I'm going to the radio station this weekend because we're all riding together out to San Diego at one point for one thing. And uh, if I, I'm, I'm telling you, there's got to be issues. Moto Man, I am stealing. I saw the kettle chips, Moto Man. I saw the kettle chips, and I also saw the beverages. And I know they're in the locker. And I'm going to raid them. And you cannot, if you try to stop me, I'm going to get like a police barricade. You know, the, the ram that they use when they raid a drug dealer's house? I'm going to have to break into my own damn radio station's locker <laughs> to get some freaking kettle chips and a drink. This is BS. Punch Moto Man in his tiny penis is what I'm going to do. Right in a tiny penis. You little ginger freak. You little soulless ginger freak. All right, let's make fun of Florida now. This story's kind of good. And, and, and I, you hear people make this defense. And it's like, is this, a, like, why would you even say this to the police? Happened in Ocala, Florida. Police get a call that there is a crazy man who has now been identified as Daniel Dinkins, who took a brick and threw it through the window of a home in Marion County. And he's still there when they get there, so the 5-0 rolls up. The sound of the police. And they're like, excuse me, sir, uh, what's going on here? And he's like, uh, I'm from the future, and I had to smash a window, smash a window out here so that I could save a sleeping baby that's in that room there from a future event. Oh, crap. You're from the future? Okay. Sorry. I didn't know you were saving the world because you look like a scumbag, derelict Floridian thief is what you look like. Oh, no, 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 Mr. Deacon says. No, no, no. I'm from the future. I'm, I'm saving that baby from a future event by throwing a brick through a window that it's in, almost killing it. Didn't hit the baby. Baby's fine. Mr. Dinkins was not believed by the police and he was brought to the police station where he was booked for burglary. So it looked more like he was a big idiot. I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, drugs or alcohol may have been involved 
and he was looking to steal so he could get more of said drugs and or alcohol when he just got caught. But do you think the police just say, I'm from the future? Oh, crap. Sorry. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming back and saving this kid. I don't know what for what, but how do you know? By the way, if you're a cop, you could never let that go. This is the flaw in your defense. If I'm a police officer and you tell me you're from the future, are you Arnold Schwarzenegger bad Terminator from the future? Are you Arnold Schwarzenegger good Terminator from the future? Are you the T-5000, whatever it is, which is super bad? I don't know. That's what's crazy. So I gotta, I gotta proceed with caution and think you're a bad guy no matter what to protect the people here in my time. So you're, I'm a time traveler theory. It's not as cool as you think because you could be a bad time traveler here to hurt that baby to save robots and not humans. You get it? So drunk, stupid people stop using the I'm a time traveler defense is what I'm saying. Just stop using it. It doesn't hold water. I'm a police officer's never gonna let you go because you're a time traveler. In fact, he's gonna shoot you and see if the bullet just stops and you like you're the T-5000 or whatever the hell that one was. That is a good one. That one was indestructible as hell. Arnold was hard to kill, man, let alone the freaking the other one that came. I'll be back. Yes, you will. That's why I gotta arrest you now and put you in, in jail and watch you so you don't escape. Time traveler. That's a great day. Great defense. I am ready to get another story for that ass. I don't think I have any more Floridas. I may have shot the Florida load for the day. Florida load may be officially shot. All over the chin of the listeners. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, while I'm at the radio station, I'm going to check the Google searches because I always do that. Like to see what's been going on up at the radio station when I'm not around. And I have a story of uh, Google searches that have skyrocketed since 2004. And I can promise you at least 37 of those were from Moto Man. We'll talk about all that right after we run back this interview from yesterday with Levi Kitchen of Star Racing Yamaha. Moto Man, you thieving little bastard. I want my chips. I saw you on camera, you little bit. Big 49, it is a stretch show. And now I'm going to tell you a little fun story I found. It involves Google searches and how uh, some terms have skyrocketed in recent years. I mean, skyrocketed, skyrocketed. And they are, remember, you ask Google anything and it gives you some type of answer or gives you the most fitting answers to that question. Uh, shooting up is the am I gay, am I lesbian, am I trans? They say the new analysis found that the searches for these phrases jumped more than 1,300% in recent years. And I was I would say uh, probably 900% of that increase is from Moto Man. Probably. That's what I know. I do know this. Whenever I am around the actual Big 49 studios, when I am there to steal products from my own effing radio station, I um, go in there. And I get on Moto Man's computer if he's not around, and I start searching, like, how to bury bodies, 50-gallon uh, drums uh, for body. Like, I do things like that just to incriminate Moto Man. It's fun. Or, uh, like, uh, how to train a donkey to have sex with you. Like, things like, just fun things. It's, it's one of my specialties. And uh, 
I do do that. But I'm going to check and see if uh, am I gay or am I trans pops up on the searches in the radio station computers. If so, I know who would be doing that. Uh, they say a lot of people are confused right now. They see it all over the news. They see it all over social media. It's the most accepted thing in the world, apparently. So people now want to know. Everyone's got questions. Am I a, am I a big old mo? Am I a trans? No, Moto Man. You're just a weird little ginger that likes to wear women's clothing. You're totally fine. Yeah. So there you go. And they even have the states where they go in. Apparently, people who want to know if they're trans are in Kentucky, Colorado, Michigan, Washington, and Oklahoma. And then the places where all the gays that want to come out are, are in West Virginia, Mississippi, Louisiana, Kentucky. And Vermont leads the searches for am I non-binary? I don't even know what that is. I'm very proud to say I don't know what that is. Um, because I I just know I'm gonna I'm gonna sell shirts that just say man. What's all it? I'm gonna sell hats, big 49 hats. Just front just gonna say man, man, man. That's all I was gonna say. I'm sure that'd be controversial and people would be mad, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm confident that I'm I'm just a man. I might even sell them and say, white man. Ooh, man, that's super offensive. Why is old hats that said white man? I think people will buy I'm going to sell those. Moto Man, let's get on that. I need Moto Man. I got to watch uh, being too mean to Moto Man. I need Moto Man more than you know. Um, I, I'm going to do something next. I had stories. I'm still going to go into my stories. I got a great story about streaming in the NFL. We're going to talk about that. But I am going to let you behind the curtain of crazy that is my insanity. And but don't get me wrong, I have no problem admitting that I'm a quirky, weird ass, not all that normal individual. And that's fine. That's what makes me so special. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me and along my journey of uh, being who I am and trying to be a better version of that. What I do and, and what is begun to happen as I have developed this craziness to a art at this point and it's a work in progress but something very interesting happened this week and I'm going to take you back to the origins of that weirdness and you can be like wow that stretch is full on nut job crazy I thought he was like a good normal sound guy well I am I'm just a little crazy on the deep inside I'm going to pull that curtain back Wizard of Oz style let you take a look see we'll do that next Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Not only is this weekend the kickoff of the pro motocross season, it is also Memorial Day. And not a better way to honor the veterans of the United States of America than with guys like Brett Strahlo, who's going to be racing out there this weekend. A combat veteran that rides dirt bikes as a mental health solution for other combat veterans. And he says he is honoring this weekend EOD tech Jason Finnan, who paid the ultimate sacrifice for freedom. And he is honored to have him on his bike and his father and teammates will be there in the pits at Warrior MX. So if you are in the pits area where the big 49 will be, stop by and say what's up to all those guys and thank them for their service. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. Right now I'm gonna walk you down the path of crazy. His name is Stretch.
Uh, let me tell you where this all began for me. Years ago, I had a really good job. I was on the radio, Star 98.7, here in Los Angeles for a very long time with my friends Jamie and Jack and for a long time, Danny. And things were good. I had a lot of vacation. I made a lot of cash. Things were good. It was a good, good time in my life. And frequently, my wife and I, remember I've been with my wife for 26 years. I've been married for 20, almost 21. And we used to go to Hawaii a lot. We would go every year at the holidays, and then we would go around 4th of July, too, which was when you're out of book, and they would let you take vacations, and we would go every year, twice a year. And we would stay at fancy hotels and do fancy stuff. Stuff I can no longer afford to do in my modern day life. And we would get, uh, go to the massage a lot, get a massage, leave the spa, because believe me, we worked hard. I was stressed out and management hated me and was trying to fire me constantly. I, I, things were good as much as they were a nightmare behind the scenes at all times. So it was a good time. We would literally go, my wife was fried, I was fried. We'd go to Hawaii, we'd get massages, lay around by the pool, not do anything drink freaking cocktails I still drank then and just lay by the pool and, and have a have a great week and come home and we did this a lot so one day after you know you, you do it enough you, you're like yeah I'm gonna try something new so I remember one day I went to the spa and there was a massage and it was it was a hot oil massage on top of it was weird. It looked weird, and I don't know why I picked it. Typically, I just go in, get a massage. All right, uh, I don't want a dude touching me. I get a lady, and then they, I get a massage. It feels good. I'm relaxed. I go back and lounge around. So on this day, this massage looked interesting, and it was a, a lady that they said they had brought in some specialist. She was like some new agey retreat lady. And when I get in there, she goes, all right, here it is. And she has this thing that looks like a giant IV bag. Imagine a giant kettle but it's a huge kettle of basically hot oil and it is hanging up above and then when she says she's she goes this is what i'm gonna do and she puts this other kettle underneath it to catch it and it's above your head and they run this hot oil over your head right onto your forehead and then they give you a massage on your body and on and this is supposed to be some therapeutic something i'm like whatever sounds cool i'll do that well, I'm not kidding. Well, at some point, I have my eyes closed and I don't have conversations during massage. I'm trying to relax. And I'm like, oh, wow, they're massaging my head and they're massaging my feet at the same time. And I was like, I didn't know. You can have two masseuses, but I didn't know. I thought I was just one, whatever. And it was super, super soothing and comfortable. Next thing I know, I'm in my head. I know I'm, I'm not. But, but imagine a dream. I'm awake because I'm not asleep. I'm awake. I'm having a dream. There's a dude standing there. I'm on a dirt road. This dude's standing there. I'll never forget this. Vividly, I can recall it today. And the dude is an American, appears to be a Native American. And he's dressed in like almost cowboy clothes, typically. Um, I see it. He had a white shirt. He had a black vest on, uh, like a dress shirt, a bolero tie. He had a derby hat on. He had long hair that was in a braid. And he's standing there in like jeans and a, like a cowboy boot. And he walks up to me as I'm walking down the road and he says something to me and I have no idea what he says. He says something and I wrote it down at the time and I looked and looked and looked and I'm like, all right, I'm assuming what he said to me is is some type of Native American something. And now I can't even remember what it was. It was so long. We're talking, this is 20 years ago. 
and I come out and then so the massage is done this guy said whatever he said to me and there was a lady and she goes hey did you have any like weird experience because when I do this massage to people they always have like really weird stories and I'm like you know what it's funny you would ask me that I go when when I go whoever was massaging my head uh, was massaging my head and and you were massaging my feet at the same time I had a really weird uh, vision is what the only thing I can describe that it was like a dream but I wasn't asleep and I told her the story of the Native American I said this is what he said and she's like wow that's amazing yeah that happens and by the way no one was in here it was just me she goes I was the only masseuse the whole time she goes there was never another person here I go no no someone was massaging my head and she was and she goes no that that never happened and I'm like okay so I tell her that story stuck with me as an incredible oddity as like wow that was really weird and then you know I know psychics and all kinds of crap like that. Why am I into all this stuff? Because I'm into spiritual weird stuff after I saw a ghost that lived in my house when I was 22, 23 years old. And ever since then, I've been into that stuff. But I've never practiced anything. So lo and behold, later, psychics, all the people I know, all the stuff I've got into, someone's like, oh, no, that dude. And I've told them that story. And they're like, oh, no, that, that's your spirit guy. That, that, that guy there is your spirit guy. Okay, let's flash forward now to now modern times. As I get older and I'm still into all of the stuff I'm into, same person, I, I try, I'm trying very hard to be a better, more rounded human in this day and age. And so I am trying to be. I just want to be a better person. And I have, I also don't drink or do any type of drug or anything like that. And I have in the last year or so got into meditating i'm like this is cool and it does help you relax and it's very cool and most of the time i just try to meditate and i fall asleep and and i'm not very good at it but then there's times i get in the zone and i dial the f in and throughout this time that dude has been back several times that same dude and he's around and i've even asked him his name and he told me his name and i know his name and i'm not going to say his name because he's not like a worker of mine he is someone that, that I hold near and dear to my heart at this point. I'm serious that this has become a real thing. This dude's around. But he doesn't talk to me very often. He'll tell me stuff in a meditative state or even in dreams. I'll have dreams where he'll come into a dream and he'll tell me. And it's usually life stuff, real basic, like do the right thing. Be a good person. Like this is nothing. It's profound in some sense, but it's not at all anything, you know, that's not I shouldn't already know, basically. So, uh, it happened again just two or three nights ago. And he was there. And usually he'll say something to me and I'll hear it and I'll be like, okay. Or he'll, he brought me a white buffalo one day. It's just weird. Just weird crap happens. So this time I'm like, hey. And I call him by his name. And I'm like, tell me something I need to know. Usually don't ask him questions. I usually just hear what he has to say, and I say thank you. And he goes about his way, and it's a very, it's a, a very warm feeling. It's a very loving environment when you have that. You have, you have this nice, serene feeling when when I am around this uh, entity, which a psychic told me is my guardian angel. And uh, anyway. And remember, the first time I met him, that was the weirdest thing ever in my life that made a very profound impact on me because it was bizarre. So I see him this week, and I think 
whatever he said to me the first time, and, and I, don't, I don't remember it, and I looked for it and looked for it, and I was looking for it as a Native American phrase and it because it was something I didn't understand. And this week, when I, when I said, I finally said, hey, tell me something I need to know. And he turned around to me, and he said, uh, Ayana Yahweh. This is what he said to me. He said, Ayana Yahweh. I have no effing clue what that means. I did recognize Yahweh immediately as God from the Bible. And I was like, Ayana Yahweh. So I, and what's weird is this time I immediately uh, come out of it, bam, and I go straight to my computer and I start looking it up. And to the best of my knowledge, what I found is Ayana is uh, in Hebrew, which is quinkadinkly, not Native American. And Yahweh is Hebrew, is God. In Hebrew, that means uh, the good path is God. The Ayana is like the good path. One of the interpretations. There's many, and there's other languages that have other interpretations of it. One is a, a beautiful flower. But when I, when I put it with Yahweh, which is obviously a Hebrew word coming from a Native American, I know that's weird. He says, the good path is God. Like, the, the, basically telling me stay on the good path. I'm very spiritually uh, in tuned in the last few years, trying to go to church, trying to be a better person, trying to do all I can do on top of being a massive a-hole on the radio. But anyway, that is a look behind the crazy curtain that is Stretch. And that is something that happened to me this week. And I'm still looking at it and I'm like, it was very, these things are very profound. When you see like something is speaking to me that is not here in a physical form. And I have had communication with it repeatedly and it's around a lot. It's it's pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm digging it. it, it's awesome. So anyway, that is my story. And that is the look behind the curtain of crazy that is my world. Welcome to the Crazy Mind of Stretch. All right, up next, let's talk about football, streaming, the future. Big 49 is the future. Get into that next. The Man Urge. Demon Report! Looks like Elon Musk got some work to do as he lures all these big names over to the Twitter format because Ron DeSantis made his announcement that he is indeed running for president in 2024 on Twitter yesterday. And it's a good thing that it was so huge that it started crashing servers and all kinds of stuff was going on. But Elon's got some work to do. They got to build that infrastructure up and get ready to take a way bigger load than Twitter has been getting, you know, with all the fake robot accounts they've had over the last decade or so. Singer Tina Turner has died at the age of 83. They say she had a long time illness that she finally succumbed to at her home in Switzerland. Who knew Tina lived in Switzerland, not the United States of America? Rapper Fetty Wap is gonna go to prison for seven years. He pled guilty in August to conspiracy to distribute cocaine. That's right. He was doing some stuff back in New York, New Jersey, where they were smuggling in the cocaine through the US mail and through people driving it all the way across the country in hidden compartments in their car. And after pleading guilty, he was sentenced yesterday and he's gonna get seven years for his involvement in the drug smuggling operation. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is a Stretch show here on a Thursday. Getting back into it off the crazy train that is Stretch. Let's talk about the NFL and talk about Game Changer, man. Game effing changer dropped up on people this week. 
They announced a deal, NFL's partnership with YouTube, which will carry the league's prize Sunday ticket package starting this season. They say is only the beginning. They've now announced a deal with Peacock. Peacock, where we all watch motocross and supercross. And people are outraged. Like, wait a minute, I have to pay to watch football now. And blah, 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 blah. It is, you know, where it's going. It is going to live streaming. They say the NFL is confident where live sports are heading. And... They are stoked to be a part of a partnership with Big Tech to increase their footprint in live sports so they can all make more money together. They cut a seven-year deal in December with YouTube that was $2 billion annually for the Sunday ticket package. So YouTube will now have your Sunday night football starting this season. Uh, DirecTV controlled that for three decades, and now it is going to YouTube. NFL is kicking off an 11-year partnership with Amazon right now, which is reportedly about $1 billion a year. And that's going to be the home of Thursday Night Football. And before that, they announced the Peacock streaming service will have exclusive rights to a primetime playoff game in January. So Peacock is now going to get a playoff game, and that's a subscription channel. And people are calling it like this is the end of football it's the end of live sports it's not it's not everyone is freaking out about streaming and what's weird is just because things are going to streaming doesn't mean that you're gonna have to pay for it like big 49's a stream we're the ultimate streaming device we are a miniature version of satellite radio that is free with a hundred thousand percent better sound quality is what we are and we're free and we're also with a much lower operation cost able to not beat you over the head with 18 minutes of commercials an hour like let's let's face it greed and corporate merging killed terrestrial radio terrestrial radio is dead right now they were going to bury it and take it out of cars by 2025 and the federal government chimed in because they're in cahoots with these assholes and the car makers who they also bail out all the time and they're like, oh, we're going to keep it alive. So they're keeping radios and cars for another few years. They're just kicking the can down the road. It's going to die. And broadcast TV will die. And it's all going to, it doesn't mean we're not going to have TV. It just means everything is going to be streaming. There will be live events that you can stream like sport events. There's live events like you can stream like the Big 49. And they don't cost you. And, and there are, once again, massive amounts of greed going on in streaming and the fees you got to pay and you get commercials on top of the fees that you already pay wait a minute i gotta pay to watch this and you're gonna beat me with commercials no 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 we promise at 49 we're gonna put some commercials in not many a couple an hour few an hour most ever if if any and then we're going to do it on partnerships with advertisers we're gonna be partners with our advertisers the old-fashioned way we're not going to Oh, yeah, let's just play 17, 18, 19 minutes of commercials an hour. And no, 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 we're not doing that. We will do a more organic, realistic approach to free streaming. And I know the NFL is not interested in free. They don't care if it's free streaming or not. They're interested in those billions of dollars a year they get from each one of those deals. And I understand that. But it's, streaming is not the death of sports. I'm reading this article, and it is all these big-time analysts coming out going, it is the death of football. 
It is crazy. They only care about the money. Yeah, they do only care about the money. But at the same time, you can get in with these people and you can do it affordable or cheap or free and still sell advertising. And if you're not a greedy mofo, everyone can be happy on this. Streaming is not the devil. Streaming is the future. And we are proud to be a part of that future. I'm telling you, terrestrial radio will die. We are in place to pick up the pieces as it does. And we're going to continue to, and, and I expect more and more and more competitors. I mean, the moto industry has been blowing their heads off ever since we came on the scene. Because we're like, hey, we're here and we're all about moto. And that's all we're going to do is moto and rock and roll. And they're like, well, okay, whatever. Now look, now, name a moto platform that doesn't have 72 podcasts and are trying to bogart all moto advertisers away from us. They, they don't. They all do it. They all do it. Or they all try to, hey, let's start this or let's start that. The crap that we've been doing on the 49 because they're trying, they think we're coming to steal their advertising dollars. Maybe we will take some of their advertising dollars. It's not a goal because we're in the end of radio station and they're basically a website or a newspaper is what most of those people are. But we don't really have an interest in battling with them. I want to be peaceful with them. It's like, we get some money, we get some money, then then... They're like, oh, we'll do this. So they're trying to combat us with podcasts and good luck. The future is live streaming. That is the future. That is where it is going and that is where we are because we also now turned our live broadcast into vlogs and podcasts. So we have that as well. But we have the 24 live streaming element that they cannot provide. And that is where the fun is. So live streaming is here to stay. And the NFL is going more live streaming than not here in the very near future. So get used to it. Not going anywhere. Time stretch. It's the big 49. Ah, music to my ears. Getting up out of here. Stretch show. Packing it up and packing it in. Tomorrow is motocross eve. That's what it is. Fox Raceway at Pala. I'll be out there tomorrow for media day close to the general public but we will be there maybe getting some interviews maybe talking to some people a lot going on i know moto was even out there yesterday we got to pick up our media credentials for saturday's races and then we'll be out there broadcasting live all day and on saturday the whole herd will be there myself moto man jason from hyr bookie kyle the entire crew for the live broadcast on saturday gonna be a jolly good time let me tell you i got a lot of driving i'm gonna drive my car to death this weekend i had a feeling oh well i'm gonna buy a new one anyway something fancy like that yeah i never buy a new car i'm cheap i'm gonna get another used car and drive it till i kill it and then buy another used car still cheaper so time to pack it up and pack it in last chance radio is tomorrow that is Moto Man and Kyle. They will talk to our friend Vivek, who I have to have a conversation with because Moto Man is trying to bogart the chips on me again and the drinks. I will punch you in the in the freaking ginger penis, Moto Man. That's what I will do. Yes, I will. All right, so listen up, though. Really good Moto stuff coming your way in the next couple of days. Interviews and all kinds of great stuff. We might even have a new dude doing some stuff, so you never know. Big 49's a grower, not a shower. Our broadcast partner's coming on board, and things are about to get more interesting. 
that much I know. So, thank you for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow for the Big Friday Spectacular. Until then, God bless you all, and even my crazy ass, and God bless the United States of America.